Hello and welcome to Filled with His Love. Today I want to talk about seven tips for a long and healthy life. The longer I live, the more grateful I am for my physical body. It is perhaps the most miraculous of all God's creations. Think of it. Our body allows us to experience everything in life that God wants us to experience. We have eyes to see, ears to hear, a nose to smell, hands to touch, a tongue to taste, a brain to think. These are amazing gifts from a loving Father in Heaven. Sometimes, however, disease or injury steals away one or more of these abilities from us. Macular degeneration can gradually take away our sight. Meningitis can cause deafness. COVID can cause loss of taste and smell. Arthritis can cripple our hands. Dementia can steal our ability to think, remember, and even speak. The conclusion I draw from all of this is that we need to do all we can to avoid or minimize the effects of chronic disease. What are the chronic diseases? It's pretty simple. Diabetes, cancer, and heart disease. These three diseases are the leading causes of death and disability in the U.S. So are there ways to prevent or postpone these diseases? The answer is actually yes. And of course, there are no guarantees But certain lifestyles lead to health, while other lifestyles lead to disease. I have been fascinated for years with the research that some have done on what we call blue zones. These are communities located around the world. So what makes a community a blue zone? There are a number of criteria, but in short, people live longer, healthier lives in these places. They have much less chronic disease and they are much more likely to live to be a hundred years old. What are the five zones? There are only five of them, remember. Okinawa, Prefecture, Japan, Nuoro Province, Sardinia, Italy, the Nicoya Peninsula, Costa Rica, Icaria, Greece, and Loma Linda, California, United States. That may, that may sound like more than five, but they, ha- they kind of designate these specific places. So it's interesting that there's only one blue zone in the U.S., and it's not in a place with a high concentration of Latter-day Saints. It's in Loma Linda, California, where many Seventh-day Adventists live. So we'll come back to that later. I want to talk about that a little bit later. So what I will try to do in this podcast is summarize the findings of decades of research on people who live longer and healthier lives in the blue zones. What can we learn from them? How can their experience help us avoid chronic disease and premature death? I will take much of what I say from an article by Allison Aubrey, A-U-B-R-E-Y, from, she's with NPR, it was published on September 9th, 2023. It's entitled, Seven Habits to Live a Healthier Life, Inspired by the World's Longest Living Communities. So if you want to look that up on the web, you can do that by typing in that Title, Seven Habits to Live a Healthier Life, Inspired by the World's Longest Lived Communities. One of the interesting things so that I find about the researchers that have, they've found with as they study lives of people in blue zones is that they do not consciously set out to live healthy lives. These people are, are not saying every day, oh, I've got to eat this, I've got to do that exercise, I've got to go to the gym. No, the, in other words, they don't stress over not exercising enough or not eating the right foods. 
They just do it because their cultural traditions have taught them that they should do these things. Their habits of healthy living become ingrained in them because they were brought up that way. This has such important implications for us, because when we compare our ways of living with theirs, we find that some of the habits we develop early in our lives are not so healthy. So that means it's kind of hard to break them. So we do have to make some conscious effort sometimes to break the habits that our cultural traditions have taught us. Okay, so let's get to the seven tips. I might add that these tips are the way I summarize the findings. They're in my words. So tip one, move. Just one word, move. Tip two, ditch ultra-processed foods. Tip three, eat more plants. Tip four, nurture relationships. Tip five, live with meaning and purpose. Tip six, take a nap. Tip seven, spend less than you earn. Okay, so let's, let's unpack these tips. Tip one is move. People in the blue zones move a lot without planning it. They climb hills to garden. They walk a lot, not so that they can get exercise, just to walk, but so that they can go to the market, so that they can take care of their daily needs. Most of us don't live on hillsides where we need to hike up the mountain to pick some beans. So we actually do need to plan to get movement in our lives. This is the number one indicator of aging. The less we move, the more our muscles atrophy and the harder movement becomes. There's only one way to combat this, and that is to move. And we should not wait until we're in our 70s to start moving. We need to get movement into our lives every day as early as possible. Okay, tip two, ditch ultra-processed foods. I might add, we could talk about each of these tips for so long. We could do an individual podcast on every one. The research is so voluminous now. But okay, tip two, ditch ultra-processed foods. This is tough for us, not for people who live in the blue zones. They do not sit around watching TV and munching on chips and cookies as we do in our country. In fact, many of them don't have couches to sit on at all. They have mats. And if you're sitting cross-legged on a mat, you have to get up off the floor. While visiting a very old woman in Okinawa, one researcher remarked that during his visit, the woman got up off her mat 30 times. He said, quote, that's like doing 30 squats in a space of a few hours. So tips one and two kind of go together. We often consume ultra-processed foods while we're watching TV. What are ultra-processed foods? Cookies, candies, chips, soda, fast food. These foods often combine simple carbs, refined sugar, that's defined, simple carbs or refined sugar, with saturated fats, usually found in animal fats. So recent research has shown that these foods, high in sugar and fats, are addictive. I would love to do more on this sometime because it's, this research is very interesting. So my wife was teaching Relief Society recently and asked the sisters if they remembered the final word President Nelson said in his list of addictions as he was counseling us to avoid addictions in his talk called Think Celestial. They resounded in unison. That one word was food. 
And in the printed version, he even follows that word food with an exclamation point. And this is important because we, to avoid addictions, you know, there are some things we can avoid completely. We can avoid smoking. We can avoid drinking completely. We never have to have a cigarette. We never have to have alcohol. Food, we have to eat. So food, it can be a particularly difficult thing for addictive personalities. So he was saying, I believe we should avoid foods that are addictive is what I think he was saying. Uh, and very few people become addicted to apples or asparagus, you know, so it's, it's very interesting. We have to avoid ultra processed foods because large amounts of fats and sugars are added into those foods that just make them taste so irresistibly good. We can't avoid them and they become addictive. Okay. Tip three. And that brings us naturally to this tip. People in blue zones eat lots of plants, lots. They eat on average 20 pounds of meat per person per year. In the U.S., we eat 220 pounds of meat per person per year. A little bit of difference there. So we have a meat-centric diet. They have a plant-centric diet. They primarily eat whole grains, legumes, vegetables, and fruits. Researchers are now concluding that premature death in our country is often related to what they call diet-related disease. And what are those diseases? You guessed it, the same ones that lead to early deaths in the U.S., diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. So people don't typically become addicted to apples or broccoli or sweet potatoes. They become addicted to soda, candy, chips, and cookies, etc., brownies, you name it, pizza. I realize that food is a very personal thing. And we all have different bodies, and we all need to eat what we think is best. But the data from people who live in blue zones do not show that we should be eating more brownies and pizza as good as these things taste to us. And that's the problem. They taste really good. I think that's why President Nelson said we need to be careful not to become addicted to foods that may not be good for us. Okay, tip four. Nurture relationships. People in blue zones are family-oriented. They prize family relationships and do what they can to nurture those relationships. This is one aspect of blue zone cultures that Latter-day Saints understand. I think this is one habit that we value as much as any other group on earth. That doesn't mean, of course, that our family relationships are always wonderful as we would like, but it does mean that we value family relationships. So we still need to stay close to each other. But I do think this is one tradition in our culture that we don't have to change so much because we do value the family. Tip five, live with meaning and purpose. The gospel of Jesus Christ can bring more meaning into our lives than anything else. We can participate in the gathering at all ages, the gathering on both sides of the veil. We can serve one another in so many ways. So I think we have an edge on some other groups in our country if we are constantly trying to build the kingdom. Some people, for example, when they retire, just lose purpose and meaning in their lives and they have trouble deciding what to do and how to spend their time. In our church, we have lots of, op of options. We can serve missions. We can serve in the temple, etc. We can minister to those around us. Okay, tip six take a nap. I had a friend at the university who used to lay down on the floor for about 30 minutes every afternoon. He felt that it gave him extra energy for the hours that remained in the day and that made him more productive. 
I never thought it looked very comfortable to lie down on the floor, but he had a point. People in blue zones work hard in the morning, have lunch, take a little nap. And so frankly, this is not a hard habit for me to follow. Tip seven, spend less than you earn. People in blue zones live simple lives, the kind of lives their ancestors lived. They enjoy being together, socializing, having fun with each other, working in the garden. Well, most of us don't have gardens. My wife, however, I must say, is a champion gardener. And we don't live off the land as our ancestors did. But we can all simplify our lives. We can live with less. Spending more than we earn brings stress. It can bring major stress. And our church leaders have taught us to live within our means from the very beginning of the Restoration. So again, I think we should have an edge on some others in this regard. However, you know, you have to kind of notice that we still have too high a rate of bankruptcies among Latter-day Saints, but the value and the teaching is certainly there. I mentioned that I'd come back to the one blue zone in the U.S., Loma Linda, California. It has always been interesting to me that as a people, they live longer than Latter-day Saints, the Seventh-day Adventists. Latter-day Saints live longer than the general population, largely due to our avoidance of harmful substances such as tobacco and drugs. But Seventh-day Adventists have an edge on us. On average, they live longer and healthier than we do. And that's why theirs is designated a blue zone, and communities where Latter-day Saints have a high concentration of population uh, are not designated as blue zones. I realize this is a complex issue. But the main difference between our two groups is that the Adventists eat more plants than we do. Both religions ask their members to avoid alcohol, tobacco, and drugs. But the Adventists are counseled to eat mostly plants, whole grains, legumes, vegetables, and fruits, just like the people in other blue zones eat. Both the Adventists and the Latter-day Saints emphasize family relationships. Both view the body as a temple. So I will just leave this for you to think about. I like the counsel of an author who writes a lot about nutrition. He asks readers to think that about every bite that they take is either promoting health or disease. I want to do what I can to promote health because I do consider my body to be one of the greatest gifts that God has given me. We have a prophet who is now in his hundredth year. I realize that genes likely play a part in his longevity, but I also believe that he has done all he could to keep moving and keep eating healthy foods. His example also shows to me that when we take care of our bodies, we reap spiritual benefits, just as the Word of Wisdom says. We shall find wisdom and great treasures of knowledge, even hidden treasures. What a gift, what a promise, all because of how we take care of our bodies. So this is a podcast about caring for our bodies so that we can have healthy, good relationships with God and with our loved ones. I hope it's helpful, and we will see you next time.